Good morning. This is Angela Schaefer's host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today I am interviewing Rich Strell, the author of Building Foundations by Setting Goals. And he will be talking about his new book and some of the exciting and challenging times throughout his career and how he got to this point in his life. Uh, Good morning, Rich. Thanks for being here with me today and for um, giving me your time and being willing to answer my questions. Well, good morning to you, Angela. Thank you for for having me on uh, the show today. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Great. Well, Rich, I know that you recently wrote a book, and it's called Building Foundations by Setting Goals, and um, it's based on your career, which is a financial planner. Is that correct? Correct. Financial planner, financial advisor, just, I guess, depend on who you ask. Okay. That's why I wanted to have you clarify it. But before we talk about the book, can you give the listeners a little bit of background about you um, where did you come from in life, per se? What made you go into that field? What were some of the challenges, if you will, to get from where you came from to this point that you're at today? Well, um, just a quick history. I've basically lived in, in Florida uh, all my life. Um, I, I got out of high school and, and kind of did a dual college army uh, uh, stint, if you will. And as soon as I got out of the army... Um, my mom and I tried uh, out um, at trying to be successful with the Amway business. And uh, the importance there, one of the things they instill in their, their people is books, tapes, and seminars. Or let me say books, audios, and seminars um, back or tapes. And we uh, didn't do too well in that business, uh, so we, we got out of it. But what stuck with me was the books, tapes, and seminars. Um, and so I've read a lot of books and listened to a lot of audio programs on things, you know, like success and motivation and sales and goals and things of that nature. And so I've been really studying that topic uh, in depth for about 12 years now, 13 years now, I guess, because that was probably around 97 when I started. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just became very, very inspired with it. Um Finally, I got to the point where, um, well, I, I got in the financial services uh, learning piece around around 2003, and I started practicing um, you know, to the public uh, in my business around 2007. But the goals piece, in reality, what I'm helping with my clients um, is helping them with their dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. I just happen to help on, on the financial side. So I was I was inspired to write a book. I bumped into a local author who said, I'm sorry, a local uh, editor who said she could help me out. And um, you know, the ultimate, other than other than God, um, the ultimate inspiration came from a a mentor, uh, Ziegler, and mm-hmm. he's pretty much I've met Zig and, and talked to him and, and had breakfast with him. But for the most part, he's just been a mentor through, you know, I, I've taken in from him. And so um, the stars just lined up one day, and I says, you know what? I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. write the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I began the early part of last year, and, and here, it, here it is. I still still practice as, you know, as a financial advisor, but um, you know now I'm you know basically doing two things. I have the book out, and I have my practice. Mm-hmm. And tell me more about the early years, like prior to college, and even how you grew up. Did you feel like you had a sense of 
yearning for this, you know, being motivated to succeed? And did you think about setting goals early on? Did you have some role models in your life at that point that kind of instilled some of these things? Well, early, early on, I never knew. I wasn't necessarily one of those kids who knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Even when I graduated from high school, I still wasn't sure. I knew I wanted to do something good for myself, and I was kind of tired of the books, so to speak, or, or college type stuff, high school type stuff. So I, I stayed away from college and went into the Army, which I ended up going to college while I was in. So that's kind of why I went that direction, because I wasn't sure. I just knew I needed to do something good for myself. Mm-hmm. Once I started reading the books and stuff, it's funny, um, or maybe not so funny, depending on how you view it. I would always skip the chapter on goal setting. You know, a <laughs> lot of books, if it's on motivation or this and that, I would stay away. And looking back, I figured what it was is I just had this internal fear mm-hmm. that if I if I got into those segments of the book, if I got into that, I would know that I'm, um, you know, that I'm avoiding that topic in my life. Mm-hmm. It was probably about 2006 where I finally subscribed mentally to the goals idea mm-hmm. and made the decision to, you know, uh, I guess adopt a goals program. I've I've always really liked two models, and one was kind of a cross between Brian Tracy, his book on goals and Zig Ziglar's. Mm -hmm. So I kind of probably averaged the two together to create my own. And I got to tell you, that happened when I started writing my goals down. I literally write them down every night, Monday through Thursday. And if you want, I'll explain why I do it like that way later. Um, But I write them down every day, Monday through Thursday. And and, and with little exception, I've been doing that since 2006. Mm Mm-hmm. Life has changed dramatically for me, um, which, of course, a year later is when I started my, my financial services career. Mm-hmm. But um, that's I, – I don't know if that answers your question thoroughly, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how I, how I got to where, where I am with the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's good. I, I totally can relate to what you're saying about, you know, all of a sudden having a different focus and then utilizing that to make things happen and make things change. That's very powerful. And I'm wondering though, again, going back to those earlier years, because of course a lot of people, when they hear shows like this, or we talk about books like yours, um, they get the information and they might be encouraged by it or enthusiastic about it but they're wondering how did you get there and that's part of what I try and do with my show is explain to people that you know we all come from some place there was some point where like you said you didn't really know for sure what you wanted to do so you went into the army and you went to school and I'm wondering during that time did you have the support of family and friends or what was it that kept you going to get to this place now that you are so motivated and working towards your goals and your dreams? Well, you know, support growing up, I, my, my mom and dad are still alive and together. And, um, uh, I, if you, if you could think of what year, what year Super Bowl we just had, that's how many years we've been married. I don't remember what Super Bowl just passed, but they got married at the first Super Bowl in January. So <laughs> that's an easy way for me to remember what, how long they've been married every January when that comes around. <laughs> um, my, my mom, my, my parents did two separate things for me. My father was most of the one that taught me about integrity and treating people right and doing what's right and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. He was a huge player in that field for me. 
my mom was more of a of a you can do it son type thing. Also the one that introduced me to you know uh, I guess it would be fair to say she's kind of the one that introduced me to God. She's always the one that took me to church and um, you know r- really played that strong influence in my life to you know my relationship with God today. I look when I look back on it in my words I. I I don't hesitate whatsoever to say she's the one that that, that got me going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that kind of what? Yeah, I love that, and that that was actually going to be my next question because you had mentioned that part of your inspiration was God. Can you um, talk to the listeners about that? How has God inspired you in your journey so far, and especially in writing the book? Well, um, you know, I, I think everything happens for a reason, and I think He lines up every piece of that puzzle. I probably. I've all, I've I've been saying for a while now, probably since you know, oh the past year and a half or two years maybe that I probably pray 50 to 75 times a day. I don't necessarily go need to be in a quiet place or a quiet room or on mm-hmm. my knees or anything like that. And I'm not saying that for for the listeners who do do it that way. That's awesome. We all we all do it in our own ways, and I, and I don't think one way is necessarily right and what's wrong. That's just how I do it. And I always said that, and I, I joked, I think, even in my book about, I don't know, I came up with that number. Um, but when I, I actually went back and did the math on that one day and, and learned that I probably pray about every 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. Um, the book came into it when um, I was actually, again, I was, I was, you know, met a local editor who claimed that she could help me write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Lee, Lee Rodden. She was wonderful. And around the same time, I was thinking, you know what, I do. Well, I had listened to Zig Ziglar's audios many a times, many a times, and I actually got a copy returned from my friend. I loaned out an audio set, and I got it back, and I said, you know what, I'm going to run run back and listen to this again. I, this is probably the 15th time. And right around that time, Zig mentioned in there, as I'd heard many times before, everybody's got a book in them. Mm-hmm. You should write yours today. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and and that was just kind of the thing, you know. I just really felt like, really, who was talking to me was God. He was mm-hmm. saying, "Rich, do this. You have a message that can impact lives. Go for it. You owe it to your future readers to mm-hmm. um, share what you know on the topic of, you know, goal setting." Wow, that's awesome. And I know that um, when we first met, one of the things that I really liked about you that just was, I guess, attracted me to what you're doing and and your faith base and just who you are is your motto. And I believe you have it written on your business card. Can you repeat that for everybody? Uh, Perhaps you're referring maybe to my mission statement? Your mission statement, yes. Thank you. Okay, yeah, um, and this is something I've lived by for quite some time. Uh, it goes it goes like this. The purpose for my life is to continually grow as an individual so that I can live financially free and help as many other people as possible set and reach their dreams and goals. With this, I will be making God happy and will be doing my part to help make the world a better place. That's awesome. I just love that. I think that's so awesome, and everyone that I've shared that with has always thought that just – was a great statement. It just says everything it needs to say, and it's perfect. It's it's truly reflective of you, Rich, and I thank you for sharing that with the listeners. So let's talk about the book. Um, I've ordered my copy, so I haven't been able to read it yet, but I do have in front of me 
the um, titles of the chapters, which I thought were very good and catchy and things that I'm looking forward to reading about. But why don't you just share with us um, a summary of the book and kind of what you think are the high points of it so that it would really help the listeners to understand what it's all about. Okay. Well, first of all, it's a what I would consider a quick read. It's right around a, about 100 pages long. It has a lot of chapters. Um, you know, I want to say maybe 20-something chapters. So real quickly, you can, you can figure that, that they're very short. They're just two, three, four, five-page chapters. Um, which, you know, almost like nuggets, you can read a, you know, a chapter here and a chapter there and just kind of keep it with you. And, and when you got some, some time, you know, maybe reflect on it. But the book as a whole is a, a great compilation of, of a couple things. Obviously, it, it's filled with, with strategies that I've learned over the years in other, from other people, you know. Again, the big one is Zig Ziglar, um, but learned on the topic of goal setting. Um, so a lot of strategies in there, but I think what makes a strategy kind of come to life, if you will, is when you surround it by stories. And I think the stories are even more impactful if they're, you know, true life really did happen stories. Mm -hmm. So a lot of stories in there about me and my experiences and how um, goal setting has has impacted my life. Um, but I think the biggest difference maker um, with this book versus many of the others that I've read is, first of all, I think it's for anybody uh, for the most part, but, I, but, it, but it does probably offer a little bit more to the folks out there that pray to God or, you know, some people, you know, to a higher power or whatever. I, I obviously pray to God. I'm a Christian. I believe, you know, Jesus died for, for all of us and that we're all his children. But again, I, I really tried to write the book for everybody. But the biggest thing is if you're going to set goals and you're going you're gonna to incorporate them into your lives, whether they're personal or financial or business or a number of things, um, if you already have that relationship with God, I try to uh, show a way where you, can where you can tie the two together. And an example just would be to, if I'm going to set a goal on something, I want to talk to God first and find mm -hmm. out because he's in control anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I want to kind of almost get his blessing, so to speak, and confirmation that this is, this is part of his plan. If it's not, I ask him to quickly, you know, let's get this off the, the, the goal listing, so to speak, and, and move on to something different. But if it is, the exciting thing then becomes if God and I have written this goal together, I can head out, you know, I, there's other things in the book about writing it down and long-term, short-term and all that, but um, the, the, the most exciting thing is I can walk out my door every single day and pray this prayer, and it's just for God to guide me in the right direction so that I'm reaching my goals perfectly on time. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily put this piece in the prayer, but those, those goals that I'm referring to are goals that we set together anyway. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he's going to support me, and I have that confidence. And the final gratification is when I go to bed every night, I know I had the perfect day. Mm -hmm. I had the perfect day. And, no, they're not always great days. You know, they're all great, but you know what I mean? They're not always, uh, you know, do I have bad days? Sure. But um, 
I, I know at the end of the day that we did what we needed to do because I asked him multiple times throughout the day to guide me a little bit closer. Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to call? What do I need to do mm-hmm. to get me a little bit closer to reaching that goal that we have set together? Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And based on what you're saying there, because I know this is something that I'm asked often myself, is we do have bad days and what do we do with that when we're discouraged or when we really thought that this was something that was going to happen or something that we should do and it just fell through. How do you deal with that, Rich? Well, you know, one of the first things is obviously, you know, is, is to pray even further and just, and just basically would ask for um, a, a couple things. You know, number one is just ask God if, if, you know, did I miss something? Is this still the goal for me? Should I change it? Maybe it was the goal for me to set six months ago and it got me to where I am today, but maybe there that's a cue to change your direction. Mm-hmm. You know, goal setting, I write my goals down every day, but they they evolve, so to speak. You know, um, they don't look exactly today like they did six months ago. Mm-hmm. Life happens and I, and I have to make changes. But if you set a goal, for example, and it didn't come to pass based on the deadline you set for it, there's a few questions you have to ask. You know, maybe maybe you have to go back and, you know, um, uh, get get professional help. Mm-hmm. For example, if somebody wants to lose weight or or you know build muscle mass or whatever the case is, losing weight is a is a is a pretty popular goal. Mm-hmm. Um, for people, especially you know here in here in America, and I, I assume around the world, but to to lose weight, you know, you can set a goal to do that, and you can pray to God about that. But an added ingredient you may want to throw in there, or or you should throw in there, is to talk to your doctor mm-hmm. about it. Right, um, absolutely. You got to go back. You know, maybe something if it's a if it's a weight loss goal, for example, um, maybe you go back to the professional and say, Hey, has something changed inside that's beyond my control mm-hmm. um you know and, and and a final thought on that one is to continue to ask others sometimes life's going on around us a little bit different than how we see it or we get tunnel vision so ask those you love and that are close to you and that supporting are supporting you in your goal if there's anything they notice that perhaps you could be doing differently that's mm-hmm. your team that's your support team that's who you you know, between them and God and, you know, and again, in some cases, those professionals, that's who we must be leaning on, including our own intuition um, to, you know, advance through life and be as successful as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It really does. And I did um, highlight one of the chapters that popped out at me was chapter nine, God, goals and money. Can you talk to the listeners about that? Sure. That that chapter is you know it sums up my my opinion if you will my outlook on um well well God and goals we kind of already talked about how we want to tie God into our goal setting process but but what about that money um mm-hmm. you know there's some people that think um you know money is the root of all evil you know and i think uh you know really what the bible says is the love of money is the root of all evil but um i really believe that God wants us to have all the money. Now, slow down and let me <laughs> hear me out before, you know, your thoughts go off in a, in a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that to the extent of, 
of the level that he knows we can control it or that we can handle it. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe God will not put anything on our plate that we can't handle. Mm -hmm. Um, And that definitely includes money. Uh, We, we're his children. um, And, you know, just like our kids, we don't necessarily want them to have so much money where it ruins their lifestyle, but you know, money can buy some of the finer things in life. It can't buy happiness, but it can buy a lot of things that you can use to leverage your happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, this can be as, as, as fancy as, as a yacht to go boating on to a barbecue grill to cook some hot dogs and cheeseburgers with your kids on the weekend on a nice afternoon. So money can play a role, and I, and I guess the overall thought there is, I believe as long as we incorporate it into our goals that we can um, kind of have our cake and eat it too, and the eat it too would be the money side of things. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe it's okay to seek financial success um, because the other thing is is God knows we're going to do good things with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who have the right character and the right mindset are going to give more a higher percentage of what they have, whether that's a million dollars or a thousand dollars, they're going to give a higher percentage when the world needs it. You know, like in Haiti going on, like mm-hmm. like back when they when they bombed the twin towers. When things are going wrong, the people with the right character and the right mindset who are going places tend to be the one to handle the giving side of money uh, better as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to throw that in there. I also think. Um, that we tend to do good with money, not so much just as in a, um, you know, as a, uh, you know, helping the needy or, or in disaster relations. You know, it's going to be, you know, we give to our churches, we give to charity locally, we sponsor some things. I mentioned go a story, um, and I won't go all the details. You'll 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 see it in the book, but going out on a yacht and inviting another family to join my family for a weekend and, you know, hoping at some point that person asks, you know, Rich, how do you get what you got in life? Where did you, how did this happen? Why does it seem like everything you touch turns to gold? Mm-hmm. And I get to share my story, number one, but, and that story, as you, as you might guess, is going to begin with my relationship with the Lord. So mm-hmm. uh, what a platform to, to be able to share that story um, and make good out of something that yes, at the end of the day, costs money to buy. You know, mm-hmm. a big boat. That mm-hmm. that's all it is. But right, I right. think the chapter in the book will probably nail that a little bit better than than I might have been able to put that into words here mm-hmm. in the last few seconds. But um, no, I think that's a question? good way to present it, though. Is exactly like you said. Just sharing that bit of the story is is crucial for people to understand. And I think that's again when we had first met, you talked about your goal and your dream to, you know, be extremely wealthy. And I thought that was just awesome that one, you were willing to speak that out. And two, you were also at the same time continually speaking to, and I've seen you in action, of course, your character and your faith in God and the things that I think, and you obviously agree, we should do with our lives besides just the materialistic things or the things that feel good. It's others things. It's serving. It's helping. It's giving, and those sort of things. Because of course, money isn't everything. Well, and 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 I think you might have drummed up one last thought on that from me. In the money, 
you know, talking about the money, this, you know, travel costs money. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know that. I know that. Everybody knows to travel costs money. Whether you're going across the, the, uh, a state, a town, a country, or halfway around the world, this world, you know, God made for us. And there's different flowers and plants in, in Germany than there are in the United States from in Canada. There's different birds. There's different animals. You know, we don't have I'm – in, I'm in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, and we don't have giraffes running by. I would love to be in the nature and, and see something like that. I would love to share that with, with, with any child, but I'd, I'd obviously love to share that with my children mm-hmm. so they can see the beauty of what this world has to offer. And it can be very tough to do mm-hmm. without, without a few bucks to buy a plane ticket and a place to stay when you get to wherever it is you're going. So Absolutely. that's one of the other things. One of my goals is to really slow down and enjoy the little things in life. And that's, mm-hmm. that's more of an affirmation. Um, but in order to slow down and enjoy some of those little things in life, sometimes it means having the, having the financial ability to get in a car or a plane and go to a hotel and visit a, another part of the world that's, that's waiting there for us to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And where is it that people can find out more about your business and you in general and order the book? The, what is the website? Well, pretty much an all-inclusive website is uh, richstrell.com. Um, I, I don't know if that will be on your website, but my last name is S-T-R-E-H-L. So if you go to richstrell.com, um, it, it talks. It, it pretty much gives you everything um, to include contact information, the whole nine yards. Uh, it also has a page on the book and how to order it. You know, I'd love to hear back, you know, some of the readers' uh, success stories or what their opinions and thoughts were after they've read the book. Um, but if you, by chance, you know, don't recall that or whatever, you can always pick it up on all the, the, the big name outlets, you know, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, booksmillion, all those. It's it's available as well. That's great. And um, it says also that if someone lives in the Brandon, Florida area, that they can actually um, get a copy delivered and signed by you. Is that correct? Absolutely. If uh, you know, I'll do everything in my power to. If somebody wants wants that book, I will. Uh, I'll be their shipping charge. They can order it and um, or call me, and I will sign a copy. You know, I just I just love people and, and helping. And if I can bounce over and and eat, even if it's just to drop it off and go, or maybe we talk for a few seconds, or Maybe we drink a whole cup of coffee, but the, absolutely, I will, I will do everything in my power to fulfill that promise. If you order a book in this area, I will get in my car and run it to you. I think that's awesome. I just loved that when I saw that. I was like, wow, that's great. And that brings me to my next point is you reside in Brandon, Florida, and how long have you been in that area? I Well, if you want to – if you uh, will expand it a little bit and say, uh, you know – Apollo Beach, Brandon, Riverview, Valrico area. I've been here my whole life. I was actually born in Michigan, mm-hmm. um, in Saginaw, Michigan, but I, my whole family moved here when I was one, and I've been here ever since. Wow. And, of course, I was in the Army for five years, and that took me to uh, Fort Hood, Texas for five years. But um, other than that, I've been here, graduated high school, all, everything all right here. Uh-huh. And I know that you are very um, ingrained within the community, and you are part of a couple of groups 
mainly uh, one specific one that I was hoping you would share with the listeners is the Brandon Foundation. Can you tell the listeners about that foundation and what they do and how you got involved there? Sure. Well, and and if I can just put a you know a, a formal plug in for them if they want more information, that's brandonfoundation.com. Um, but the Brandon Foundation I've been involved with for about three years. Um, I'm on the board of directors, and um, one of the areas within the foundation, well, really quickly, they do two things. They raise money for other charities. Mm-hmm. So we basically do events like golf tournaments and, and evening of, evenings of hope and things of that nature to raise money and basically give it away to charities mm-hmm. um, that have ties to the greater Brandon, Tampa Bay area. On the flip side, though, uh, you know, also within the foundation, I um, chair the angel program, and that's where that's where you know a lot of times I say where the rubber meets the road. We're helping families or individuals that live here in our area that have either experienced a life-threatening disease or a catastrophic event. Mm-hmm. We have about 10 to 15 teams of people that are almost you know, on call, if you will, to go out and help these families. We have 40, 50, 60 companies um, that agree to be um, on our list. And Angela, you've done quite a bit for our foundation. So let me, while, while I have that thought, say thank you. I know you've done speaking engagements for us and, and all the way down to getting your hands dirty and helping families. So thank you for that. You're very um, welcome. But we, we have companies, whether it be a plumber, a roofer, just name it, that says, hey, Rich, if your your families are in need, call me and at least let me know if I can help. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, we, we really move mountains. Um, so from a monetary standpoint, uh, a volunteer standpoint, and those companies, which are our angels, um, we really make a big splash and change in a lot of lives with, with some people right here in the Brandon area. Mm-hmm. It is much more rewarding when you share it with others. Um, it reminds people not to forget to reach out and help others as you go along. So that's actually in the la- one of the last lines of my book is, is um, you know, definitely shoot for the stars, dream big, and, and, and I, hope, I hope people achieve everything they can. But I think the ultimate uh, comes when that happens, plus they've also helped somebody else achieve what they might not have been able to do on their own. Yeah, that's awesome. I doubt- what we get out of it, it's what we can do for others. And that kind of, you know, brings us full circle to what God does in our own lives. Thank you, Rich, for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you. Be safe.